Okay, welcome back into the studio. Yeah. Uh, Soil Nation, thanks for joining us. This is our fourth week. We're really excited about that. Uh, thanks for everybody who's been tuning in for the past three weeks. And we've been getting just a tremendous amount of messages and comments. Yeah, it's been and awesome. views yeah. and downloads and all these cool things that, you know, we're not quite sure what that means yet. Soil Nation is growing. Yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate all the support that we've been getting. If there's... Uh, specific things that you'd like to talk to us about you know reach out to us on twitter find us on facebook uh topsoil podcast has yep. its own twitter account topsoil podcast on facebook or you can reach out to mitch um, at continuum ag llc continuum ag llc uh on twitter or facebook. find him on, his, on facebook you can find me at seed junkie or at uh, stout seed um on twitter and also on facebook so yep. um you know, keep sending us messages, keep sending us feedback. We appreciate it. We have a great week planned this week. The buzz right now is surrounding China with the tariffs and the trade controversy that's going yeah. on there. Um, I know that there's people who were staunch Trump supporters a week ago that are now... What are you doing? Question, <laughs> you know, their political stance. So, I mean, it's always interesting when we see these times of uncertainty. Um, but... We have a specialist coming in tomorrow, John Griner from Cat's Grain here in Washington. Tremendous knowledge yeah. about markets. Awesome. I mean, this is a, if you're looking for a young guy to start building a marketing relationship with, John is probably one of the best around. I can't think of anybody better. No. Really. Uh, www.catsgrain.com. That's Cat's, Cat's Grain with a K. Yep. K A T S. What a great website. I mean, I use it for weather. You use it for oh, weather. The only place um, I have. He's got markets. <laughs> he does a commentary. Yep. Um, so, you know, go check that out. Um, but he's going to be in studio with us tomorrow. We'll yep. have a two-part series uh, highlighting him. And he's going to be talking all about the Chinese tariffs. Yep. And so... Trade, marketing, good stuff. Yeah. So, I'm, so we're super excited about and that. It's going to be a great episode. And that leads into today's kind of topic. Then with what is kind of going on in China, kind of leading into setting up the week here for us about trade. And we've talked a lot about, you know, direct marketing tying into that. So Trent, we'll definitely want to see what your thoughts are on that. But I guess the premise of the the Chinese stuff, okay, kind of what's what all is going on. I'm definitely not an expert by by any means, but my understanding of it is that there's it's a lot of threats right now to not everything is totally set in stone so it's going to change a lot so don't get too caught up in what's going on but essentially trump is going for you know how does the u.s get into better trade deals we're right now with china the u.s has has been working on like a 325 billion dollar deficit in trade which so not good so obviously we're importing a lot more than what we're exporting to China. So trying to get that figured out, trying to figure out how do how do we make that balance out sure. is what they're going for. So Trump essentially said, okay, you, there's 1,300 of your goods that we're going to put a 25% tariff on and, and around the $50 billion market range. So a lot of stuff, 1,300 different things that they tariffed at 25%. So China goes, all right, you're going to put 25% on our stuff. We're going to put 25% on your stuff. Soybeans was included in that in that 25% um, tariff 
category. You know, like right. it's one of the things that's going to be tariffs. So, and Iowa, of course, we're down in Southeast Iowa. We're exporting a lot of our soybeans are going to China. China is our number one buyer of U.S. soybeans, and it's been a long-lasting relationship. So what I'm seeing is, yeah, it's causing some volatility now. The market's changing a lot, but China doesn't really buy a lot of U.S. soybeans until September, October, November, December kind of time frame in there. Sure. So what I, my understanding of it is it's a lot of talk right now when China's not really buying a whole lot of soybeans anyway. And then by the time they're ready to buy soybeans, this is hopefully going to be sorted out. So I know we're seeing some quotes from like Sonny Purdue that, you know, the USDA is working on this. He's out in the Midwest talking with farmers and stuff. And, and so Sonny Purdue and, and Trump are saying, okay, we're going to get this sorted out with the farmer's best interest in mind. I do think that's what he's going for. Hopefully it'll work itself out, but it just causes a lot of volatility. I think that we need to be mindful of. So if you're playing that game, if you're playing into the market of, okay, I'm going to sell today at the cash value, or I'm going to try to market for a price in the future that's better. And I've got the ability to store that grain for a future date. I can store it and try to get a premium on it or try, not a premium, but try to get a better price because I'm holding on to it till the market is better. Um, if you're, Feeding into that market, which most American farmers are, you, then you've got to be mindful of these things. So what we've been talking a lot about is, okay, how do you market into a market that or sell into a market that doesn't depend on somebody else, that doesn't depend on people's emotion getting at them or countries playing the game. They're but they're. It's all I need. I mean, they're they're playing the game that they have to do because they're countries and they're huge superpowers in the world, and they've got to be able to make sure that everyone's that they're making money and keeping their best interest in mind, which is good. And I think that's what Trump's going for. And we we want America's best interest in mind, but we've got to be able to play nice where we got to play nice. We got to play hardball where we got to play hardball. And that's what China's doing. They're saying, okay, you guys can play hardball. We're going to play hardball too. So sure. um, so we'll we'll see how things play out there. And John coming in tomorrow is way better at filling us in on that. And there's a lot of articles and stuff you sure. can read online about it. And since it's a, a developing thing, I don't think we need to dwell on it too much. But what about, I guess, Trent, your thoughts on, okay, feeding into that market, playing in – where we are currently for most part as farmers versus the direct kind of market and developing our own market so we don't have to depend on volatility. Well, this, yeah, so there's a lot wrapped up in that question right there, so I'll try and kind of pull that apart piece yeah. by piece here, but this marketing advice is strictly for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not I'll experts. Farm on We're this. not but experts. I would say that this, this climate has created some opportunities. You know, oh, for I sure. mean, if I was a speculator and I was looking at this market, I think, you know, corn looks pretty positive as a long position. If you're looking at December corn, um, I think you could, there's some money to be made there. If you were buying a contract around, you know, 404, 403 and a half, you could get, you could get probably on the positive side for some December corn or July corn even looks pretty good. Um, so I, I like where the markets are going. Um, yeah, 
uh, so, you know, soybeans, um, we're going to have a visitor here in a second. But, uh, you know, soybeans, I think when you look at soybeans as a whole, um, your soybeans are going to be probably a little tough. I mean, I think that there's people who are looking at that market and seeing that, like, a short position right there. Um, but I think that if we look at actual what the markets are going to do, a lot of times corn pulls soybeans wrong, so I'm not real sure about where that is headed, you know, without, I'm going to be cautious about a stance there, a long-term stance on shortened soybeans, but uh, my brain gets side, we'll get a little sidetracked here. But, uh, okay, so the second part of that question is, you know, when we're, the world has become such a large economy, you know, when we look at this thing, this is, uh, you know, it's a situation where, hey, Bob, how are you? what do you know today? You want to join us for an interview? Can we get Bob Davis uh, on? You want to gain much from me. But, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, when we rely on these markets, that it can yeah. be difficult because... Uh, What's out of our hands? And it's so huge that little individual pieces of it don't fluctuate the big picture. Right. You know, if we have in a micro, in, if Washington County has a bad year, we're still playing into the whole world market that, yeah. you know, 90% of the world's still going to have a good year. Probably. Yeah. But I think if, you know, this creates opportunities for direct marketing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think if we see the pressure of these prices coming down, um, you know, corn's not at a historic high by any means. You know, soybeans are, are not far behind. I think, I think that you can see people start looking to try to find value in the prices, things we've been talking about for two, three weeks. You know, yeah. I think there's, there's already a movement to try and meet that urban demand that I think this could help, you know, push guys along if we start seeing some negative, you know, pressure on some of these prices. So there's a lot of things going on. I mean, I we don't know what's going to happen with China. I don't even know three days from now what that right. will look like. Yeah. It's just so uncertain. But I think there's some opportunities if you're willing to capture it, either from the market side with the corn that I talked about, and John will be able to elaborate more on that tomorrow. Um, you know, I feel pretty confident there. Or just from a direct marketing side that you're going to say, you know what, I'm done relying on commodities. Right. Done, I'm going to go yeah. premiums. Yeah. So. Well, and just, and just to lock it in on utilizing an actual relationship with the consumer right. versus a governing body trying to facilitate that relationship. Sure. And hopefully they get it worked out because basically now it's, instead of us developing that relationship, it's Terry Brandstad is right. over in China, you know, helping to facilitate that relationship. But there's maybe more that we can do on our own, so. Yeah. So but, anyways, so you But good stuff to up, talk, up, you know, talk on here this week more. Tomorrow, if you're interested in this China situation, you know, John John will be here to explain that. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. And he's going to answer a lot of questions, so make sure you tune in tomorrow. Uh, appreciate you listening. If you have specific questions, give us some comments on Facebook. Right. Send us some feedback on Twitter. Uh, as always, you know, we appreciate your support. Anything. Yeah, we'll get those tied uh, in. We to try and help you. If you're interested in being one of our farmer profiles, too, please don't For sure. to reach out. So, yeah. Um, that's where we're at today and we'll see you guys tomorrow sounds good